Well, welcome to the Empower Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and ultimately empowers you to influence people and transform cities. Enjoy the message. Awesome. Church, you can be seated. Thank you very much. So good. Who loves Christmas? Christmas. You know that song? Great, guys. That's great. So good. Hey, welcome to all those online as well. Great to have you in the house of God in your house Uh, or McDonald's, wherever you are as well. So I don't know, probably some teenagers are doing that. That's great. Um, So good. Oh, man, I love Christmas. Once again, who loves Christmas? Yeah, a few people. Great. Only two people. Amazing. Um, Who has their Christmas tree up already right now? Hands up. Hands up. Uh, All right. Quite a few people. Who's going to do it in the next week? Who said they're going to do it in the next week, but not really? No, no. Like the day before or something like that. We have a few people, a few honest people here. This is great. I do not have my Christmas tree up yet, but there's a reason for that. It's because uh, 2019, after uh, Christmas, December 25th is usually when it is, um, we had our tree up for about nine months into like this year. So it only just got packed down. Like pretty sure one of my housemates got so annoyed and uh, he may be present in the room. Uh, but he was a little bit over it. And it was like, I think July or August. We're like, we're getting down the tree. So that is the reason why we probably won't have the tree up this season. No, we'll, we'll put it up, but it's great. Anyway, uh, let's get to the word of God. You ready for the word of God tonight? Are you excited? Uh, you ready for the word of God tonight? Yeah, so good. I just want to say, I really feel um, worship just opened up something. Uh, how powerful was worship just before? Uh, man, just stepping into the presence of God, the power of God. Man, God's, God's moving it in power. And um, m- my encouragement would be is just don't get familiar with the presence of God, church. Don't get familiar with the powerful presence of God. I believe that tonight is a special night. I know that I've been praying for what I, what I believe God is speaking, and, and I know that He wants to do something powerful tonight, and all I could ask, a simple ask, is would you allow the Holy Spirit to work on your heart tonight? Would this be a place open, just as we were open in a band of worship going, God, uh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Uh, he is so worthy of it, and I just encourage you, would you have your heart open? Um, I'm so ready for what God has been revealing to me this week. And uh, it's the Christmas season, but also it's the Advent season. Now, you might be like, Advent calendar? I know what an Advent calendar is. I love chocolate. Who's there? Come on, you all get them from Kmart, which they've been had them out since May uh, because retail. Don't worry, I work there, but I passed that baton on to Holly Webster. Um, she now works there. But anyway, um, I used to do stock take. It was great. Uh, but Advent calendars, right, that's the lineage of, uh, it goes chocolate, then it goes to this word Advent. And we can sometimes think just like, oh yeah, Advent calendar is all about an Advent calendar. I love chocolate and it's a kind of, you know, you eat chocolate up until Christmas and that's when you know when the day is. But Advent has, actually has a history, right? It actually comes from a place, it's actually a Christian tradition. And the word Advent is actually Latin for the word coming. Uh, it's actually the word coming and 
uh, in, in the early church, not the New Testament church, the early New Testament, but this word Advent was actually the coming of Jesus again to the earth to redeem all of creation. This word Advent was actually so important. And if you didn't know, Advent started on the 29th of November of this year, and it goes for a whole month. And the reason of Advent, the true reason, is to focus on why we even have Christmas in the first place. It's actually a place to fix our eyes on love, on hope, on the adoration of who? It's Jesus. It's to get our eyes back on the main reason for the season. And I encourage you, if you don't know much about Advent, why don't you have a look into it? Because it's a powerful, not day of 25th of December, it's a powerful month to remember Jesus this month and to go what he did for us. And I think there's the best way to explain Advent is uh, actually through the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And it says this, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. You know the song, you've heard it in the carols before, but the centerpiece of this song is Emmanuel. And that's the serious topic that we're going to be talking about in the month of December. And Emmanuel is the word in English, God with us. Or the words in English are God with us. Such a powerful word. But I want to ask you tonight, church, does it feel like God's been with you? Do you feel like this has been a year where God has been with you? Because I know there's some people as I was praying this week and I felt in my spirit where you're like, Emmanuel means God with us. I don't know where God's been with me this year. I don't know where God is in my family at the moment. I don't know where God's been in business. Uh, COVID's kind of done this to my business. I don't know where a good God can fit into the picture of my life at this time. How is his name Emmanuel? But my answer... My answer today, church, is that his name, he truly does live up to his name, Emmanuel. And Jesus is God with us. And I want to explore today what this means for us today. I believe that there's a, there's a few people that have asked me in my time. They're like, well, Nick, if God's real, why doesn't he just show himself to us? My answer's always pretty much the same. It's like, he has. Many people always ask, like, you know, people who don't believe in God, they're like, why doesn't Jesus or why doesn't God reveal himself if he's that real? And I'm like, he does. His name is Jesus. It's not a matter of whether Jesus is real. It's a matter of whether you believe he was the son of God or not. We have historical evidence to prove that Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh. But it's whether or not we actually believe him to be the son of God. We have a historian. We have eyewitness accounts. We have the Bible, which is history, not just some Christian uh, mythological thing. It is truth. It is history. And I just want to let you know tonight that if you're searching for truth, if you're searching for maybe who God is, I want to let you know that tonight as we explore and as we look down the route of what Christmas truly means, I've got good news for you, friend. Maybe Jesus is the answer to all of your problems. Maybe Jesus is actually the one person who wants to come in and help you out with all of your doubts. But in this moment right now, church, can we pray together? I believe the Holy Spirit's about to do something powerful tonight. Jesus, I thank you, God for your church here tonight. I thank you, God, that you're a good God. 
You're a powerful God. And ultimately, Jesus, I just pray that you would speak. Speak your truth. Speak your hope. And God, reveal to us tonight how far you went to be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Well, um, my fiance and I have been talking lately. And if you didn't know, her name's Johanna, um, which is very exciting. Had an engagement party yesterday. It was great. Sorry you weren't invited. Um, but um, some of you were, anyway. Um, but anyway, uh, Johanna and I have been talking lately uh, about last names. Um, so, and we've had some different conversations. It's probably been, you know, a few months of talking about last names and whatnot. And can I say, firstly, I am so, so, so surprised on some conversations I've had, some people asking me the question. So, you know, Nick, like, you know, when you guys get married, like, um, what's going to happen with, like, Joe's last name? And I'm almost, like, dumbfounded. I don't know if I'm too conservative, or I don't know if I was taught the wrong way, or I've been a fish swimming in my t- own pond for too long. But I'm like, she, she's going to have the last name Both. That's just how it works. My name's Both. It's really abrupt. It just kind of happens and it goes. But, but Both. It's just there, and then it's gone. But... It just, it honestly didn't make sense to me. So anyway, I, I literally just this week, I was kind of joking along and we were kind of just talking in the car and I said this line to her. I was like, all right, well, Joe, this is what boths do. This is what boths do as we started, and I'll give you some context, as we were driving to a very steep mountain to climb. Because if you know the boss, like my sister, shout out, watching right now, or podcast or something like that, uh, Boss really like climbing mountains. That's just what we do. We also, do not judge me, we also like eating, uh, and you, if you follow me on Instagram, follow me, no jokes, um, this isn't self-promotion, but we really enjoy seafood Subway sandwiches, okay? Don't judge me, it's just crab meat, people, calm down, all right? But it's so good, it's like a family tradition, and it is a boss tradition, and what I was saying to Joey, and I, you know, we were joking along or whatever, but pretty much that I was implying that this is my name, so this is what I do. And I was pretty much implying that when you get this name, this is what you now do, okay? This is who you are. Just kidding, babe. You stay you. Amen. Um, but the thing is, is that my name carries identity. Well, I've at least made it to have identity. The thing is, your name carries identity, and I don't know any specific last names of this, but you might be like, oh, the Smiths, they always do that. Or the Johnsons, they all like doing that one thing over there. You know that your last name, or even your first name, all the Kates do that, you know? You know that your name carries identity. And when we look at the Jesus story in Scripture, we see that Jesus has the name Jesus, which is the words and the meaning of his name is actually the Lord saves. Who's thankful that Jesus' name is the Lord saves? Some good words there. But we find out that Jesus has another name. And we're going to go to Matthew chapter 1, 2, 3. Chapter 1, verses 23. It's not 123. It says this, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. They will call his name Emmanuel, God with us. And the thing is, is that Matthew, the writer of this, or at least I hope he's the writer of it. No, he is. The Matthew is trying to bring up 
an occasion from 700 years ago prophesied about the Messiah, about the Savior of the world, that he would be called Emmanuel, God with us. Basically, Matthew was trying to point and say, this Jesus guy is actually the Emmanuel. He is God with us. His name will be Jesus and he saves. But not only that, he will be with us. He will be with us. And I wonder why God, in all of his infinite wisdom, knowledge, and power, out of any name, out of any name that he could have given Jesus, he decided that Emmanuel, God with us, was going to be the name that he was living by. And you know what? I truly believe this church. I believe that he was called Emmanuel because it's in his identity to do exactly as he promised. You know why God said he will be called Emmanuel? Because God lives up to his name and he lives up to his promise. And if Jesus is going to be called God with us, I'm letting you know that he's going to come through with the promise of his name, God with us. He will be the Messiah, but he will also be with us. And tonight, I want to look at this name, Emmanuel, because sometimes in Scripture, we kind of jog past some really important information or some revelation that God actually wants to speak to us. And tonight, I want to look at this name, Emmanuel. I want to, I want to look at the words, God with us. So if you are writing notes for any reason, or if you need some three points right now, it's really simple tonight. I've got three points. First point, God. Second point with Last point, us. And uh, the reason why I feel I need to labor on this, we'll start with God, God. The reason why I feel I need to labor on this is because when I say the word God, every single person in this room just had a different interpretation of what I said when I said God. Every single person, you could be a Bible-believing Christian for 17 years as the person next to you, but you still had a different perception of what I mean when I say God, when it comes in, because we've all got preconceived ideas of who God is. We've all got moments in our bedroom that we've had with God. We've all got encounters at the altar we've had with God. And we've got past history of what people have told us about God. In the same way that I, if I say, everyone, picture a tree right now. Everyone, picture a tree, go. You do it. You're all good. Yep. Some of you here, maybe, you pictured a jacaranda tree. You pictured something that was beautiful, was purple. You know, you saw one last week when you were driving. I don't know. And it just popped up there. And you're like, tree, that's what it is. But there's someone else in the room, you know, was watching, I don't know, Hollywood Today or whatever. And they saw a palm tree in their mind's eye right then. Just because I said the word tree, it's such a broad saying that when we say God, every person thinks of a different thing. And I want to bring some clarity some, to the God of the Bible, of Emmanuel, of God with us, so we can get a little bit on the same page. We're not going to unpack, so we're all, you know, we would literally be here till eternity if we were just going to unpack God right now. I don't think we probably could be here because, yes, anyway. But my first thing about God is what we really need to know about this God that we're talking about when we say God with us is that God is holy. God is holy. God is holy. Man, in this generation, I really do not think we understand the word holiness as they did in the Old Testament, as they did in the New Testament. This word, holy. He is such a holy God. You know, in Jewish tradition, if you're to write the name God, G-O-D, 
or Yahweh as he's known in the Hebrew, on any piece of paper, you are not to throw it out or burn it because it is sacred. Do you know that the Jewish tradition is that they would actually, to kind of, you know, get a loophole, they're like, all right, we don't want to do it. We're going to write G-D so that we can get away with, you know, when we need to just talk about it on a text or do this or something like that. That means no deleting your 700 megabyte, you know, delete thing when your conversations are, uh, you know, you've been talking about God with your life group leader or something. You cannot delete it because their tradition is that it is so holy. It is so sacred. They actually bury every bit of paper, every email they have, every single thing that mentions the name of God or Yahweh is sacred and holy because guess what? Our God is so holy. He is so worthy. He's so much bigger than you and I. He is the great I am. We're talking about an abundant God that when you and when myself die, He is going to keep living on. He's the day dot and day end. He is holy and He is powerful. You know how holy God is? In the Old Testament, the high priest would go in one moment into this place known as the Holy of Holies. In the tabernacle, we have a beautiful church that we get to come into. We just get to step into the presence of God like we did just before. We, we are sprinkled by the blood of Jesus and we can now enter in confidently and boldly, the New Testament says. But before Jesus, before the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, the high priest, the holiest people out of all the people, had a moment in the tabernacle. And tabernacle is just a fancy word for a big tent. They had the inner court, the outer court. Where my CLC students out? That's right. We, they had the showbread. They had the altar of incense. I'm just rapping. I don't know what this is over here, but someone give me a beat. No jokes, jokes. It's a holy moment. Calm down. Um, but they had all these different things and uh, the brazen altar. They had all these things. And this place in the inner sanctuary known as the Holy of Holies was this place at the in the middle and it was called the Holy of Holies for such an important reason. The high priest could only go in there one time a year on Yom Kippur, which was the day of atonement, to atone for the sins of the whole people. And the thing is, is that what they would do is they would tie a rope to the high priest's leg because if the high priest walked into the holiest moment where the presence, tangible, physical presence of God met in that moment to atone for the sins and he had even a bit of sin in his heart, he dropped dead to the ground. He would drop dead and guess what? They would have to pull the rope and they would pull out a dead priest if there was even a little tiny sin in his heart. This is the power. And it's not that God wanted to kill that man. It's just that like oil and water, sin and God do not mix. You cannot mix sin and God. So he is so holy and perfect in that moment. The priest would just die because he was in the utmost power and holiness of a holy God. This is the power of a holy God. When we say God with us, it's not very little Jesus, oh, meek and mild and kind. We're talking about a powerful God with us. Let's get to the second one, with. Everyone say with. Two definitions for with. It's actually like 48, but I just wanted the two. The first one is accompanied to accompany together to be together with. And you're like, wow, he's really going into this nerding out. He's giving me the definition for with. And, uh, but 
I think it's really important. The, the first definition says that, but the second definition is what I want to focus on when we look at God with us. The second definition says this about with, indicating separation or removal from something. Or in other words, if something can be with something, it means it can also be in the absence of that something. In other words, when I have a bottle of milk and my $3 Looney Tunes chocolate cereal that I like to enjoy on holidays, there's a reason why I can have that $3 Looney Tunes chocolate cereal that I enjoy on holidays with milk or without milk. It doesn't come instantly with it. It is an add-on. It is something that I can have with or it's something that I can with, have without. And the thing about with, this middle word, is that with is the possibility of reconciliation. With gives a way for the former and the latter word to come together. Or in other words, with is the bridge that aligns man and maker together. So when we talk about Emmanuel, he is God, he is holy, he is creator, and he's also with a possibility, there could be a possibility of reconciliation. Who's he with? He's with us. God with us. You know who us is? Us is humanity. Every race, black, white, Hispanic. Israeli, Asian, every ethnicity on this earth. You know what that looks like? Every age, every gender, all two of them. Oh, wow, that didn't get a laugh. That's fine. Us, humanity. You know what us means as well? Sinful. Void of holy. Lovers of pleasure and self with our pride and our self-righteousness. You know what us means? God with us. God with us means people. Broken and busy, depressed and angry, sad and lonely. When his name is Emmanuel, his name is God with us. God with us. Jesus is God with us. And only in the Christian story or the Christmas story, sorry, does the Christian life make sense? Only in the Christian, uh, the Christmas story, sorry, does the Christian life make sense? Because this is the Christmas message. We live for a God that will meet, that we will meet face to face one day. Because one day God met with humanity face to face so that we might live. It's what he did for you and I. And you know why? He's God with us because in John chapter 1, verse 9, 10, it says, He was in the world. Jesus was in the world, and the world was made through Him. The world was made through Him. Jesus the Christ, when we look at the nativity scene, we think about the presents, we think about the chocolate. Yeah, that's some great stuff, and, and do all of that this Christmas time, but when we're focusing on the Advent season, the Christmas season, we're looking at the story where God wrote himself into history. We're looking at the story where God invites you and I into his story. Guess what? Jesus' name just became the heart of the gospel. God, holy and perfect. We were separated, but now we can have God in our lives because of what Jesus did and how he came. 
And I asked you before that maybe you thought that God wasn't with you in the individual, in the small level. Man, where has God been in my life? I haven't seen much of God in my life. I, I haven't seen him in business. I haven't seen him in this or that or the other. And I want you just to, for a moment, church, just take a bird's eye view on the Christmas story. Take a bird's eye view on what the name Jesus and the name Emmanuel means, that it means God with us. And maybe, just maybe, the Christmas story is actually a reminder for you tonight that God did come. Maybe tonight is a reminder that the Christmas story means that God did reveal himself. Maybe the Christmas story is ultimately a reminder that God is with you. And then when we look at that nativity scene, when we look at the presence in the family, that's great. But what if this whole deal was to remind you that God is not leaving you or forsaking you? What if the Christmas story is actually there is hope because there's a God that loves you and he sent his son to die for you so that you would not die and perish, but you would have eternal life in Christ Jesus. What if the Christmas story was actually Jesus saying, I have not given up on you and I'm not planning on doing it soon? What if the Christmas story is that God has been more involved in your life than you've ever realized, but we just haven't fixed our eyes on the Christmas story well enough to realize what it was all about? This Advent and Christmas season is not about presents. I'll be honest, it's not about family. It's not the main core. It's a reminder that God loves people and that God's with those people. He's with you and I. And when we look at Jesus, baby Jesus in a manger, I haven't even said those words tonight. And you're like, wow, he's talking about the Christmas story. This is what it is. His name is God with us. And Jesus lives up to his name. I'll finish with this. And I might get a little bit real right now. Man, the Holy Spirit's my best friend. Jesus is my best friend. For the past five years, from 20 to 25, as any young adult, as any person, as any human being on this earth, we go through things. We have lots of struggles, addictions, death, family issues, have so many things. And honestly, Not to brag on myself, but it's just been a period over the past five years of just seeking the presence of God, getting into my prayer room and and just encountering a loving and a living God. And man, can I say God's met me every single time. And there's been some moments in there where I've been like, God, what is the answer to this? I really need some help right now, God. God, I've got some doubts. Can you just give me some piece of information that's just going to help with all of this right now? God, can you help me lead a youth ministry in a, in a crazy world that's countercultural? Can you, what, it, what do I actually need right now? Can you just speak to me? And the reason why I said he's so holy before is because these words have just marked my heart. Because when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, man, it's so real. It's almost like more real than what real life looks like. When he speaks to you, it's so powerful and holy, you can't get it out. It's like a burning fire in you. And I remember every time I came with a, with a question or a doubt, I remember the Holy Spirit just saying these words every single time. Nick, I'm with you.
I'm with you. And I've got to be honest, church, I thought I wanted answers. And I thought that that would be the solution, but I realized his presence was greater than my answers. I realized his presence was greater than my doubts. I noticed that his presence and him being with me was actually the greatest thing that I ever wanted in my whole entire life. That it didn't matter about having this or not having that. It just mattered that Jesus said that he was with me every single day. And I want to encourage you, church, you you discouraged, downtrodden at the moment. I want to let you know that Jesus is speaking to you tonight, saying, I am with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's actually the greatest promise, I believe, that God will ever give us. I'm with you. Because why do life without God when you could do it with God? Holy God, perfect God, creator God, loves you. And he's with you. In this moment, would every eye be closed in this place? If I can invite you to do so. Every head be bowed. I want to let you know tonight that Jesus lives up to his name. He is God with us. If you would look and survey the Christmas story and know that God actually truly is here for you. And tonight, I talked about the good news of Jesus. The good news about Jesus that didn't even get into the specifics or the practicals of what happened. But Jesus was God, the Son of God. He came in a manger. He didn't float from the sky. He was conceived of the virgin birth that we saw in Matthew chapter 1. And the thing about this Jesus 2,000 years ago is he was God in the flesh. He came so that he could show you how much he loved you. And he showed you that there's a way to do life better than doing life on your own. He showed you a life that says, don't do life without me. Do life the way you were designed to do it. Do life with God and not without Him. And I'm telling you, I made a decision to start following God many years ago now. And I'm telling you, it's been the wildest, most adventurous, most amazing journey living it out with God. He changed my life from the inside out because Jesus is God with us. And He wants to be not just with you in a moment here tonight. He wants to be with you as you go to your car here tonight. He wants to be with you tomorrow. He wants to be with you every single day, even to the point where you die and go into eternity, where you will see Him face to face. God is real, and He wants your heart tonight. And He's asking you, would you give Him your heart? Would you give Him your life? Would you say, I'm tired of living my life. I want to give my life to Jesus because it's the only way that I was designed to live. And with every eye closed, if you want to say, Nick, I want to know God for myself. I want a personal, unique relationship with Jesus where I'm with him and he's with me every single day. I want you to be bold and just raise your hand and say, that's me right now. Awesome. One, two, three. Three people. Anyone else here tonight? Come on, you feel the pressing on your heart. You know, and as I've been speaking, this isn't just a mere man speaking. This is the Holy Spirit trying to get your attention. He's real. He loves you, and he wants a relationship with you. You might have walked away from God. Hey, today is the best day to make a decision to come back. Would you make that decision right now? Three brave and bold people have made that right now. Is there anyone else here tonight?
as I look across just one more time. Come on, don't go away, friend, without knowing Jesus, the greatest person you'll ever know. God with you. Just raise your hand right now if that's you. Wonderful. We're going to pray right now. And for every person that lifted their hand, I want you to pray this with all of your heart as if you're praying it to God, which you are right now. And and congregation, church, we're going to pray this together. Why don't we pray together? Dear Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Right now, I invite you in to my heart. God, forgive me and cleanse me. God, tonight, I want a relationship with you. Be with me for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name.